Petrocast. It's back to the arena. The interviews with DC the DJ. Welcome again to another episode of Back to the Arena, the interviews. Of course, Back to the Arena is a syndicated radio show. Two hours a week playing everything from old school hair metal to today's melodic rock. And we bring guests on the show to talk about their latest album. Well, we last spoke with Michael Sweet of Stryber uh, in early 2022 when they were on their Calling on You anniversary tour. And since then, uh, he has put out an amazing album with the supergroup Iconic and now has arguably Striper's best album to date in the final battle. And I want to welcome back Michael Sweet of Striper to Back to the Arena. Good to be back. How are you guys doing? Thanks for supporting and waving that flag. And we're super excited about the album. Uh, I've been saying that it's our best yet. I, I'm not sure why people have a tendency to laugh at, at that remark when I say it. I, I could understand that with some other bands, but with us, we go into the studio always striving to outdo ourselves in the last. And I, you know, I'm hoping that we're doing that. I, I really believe this is our best album for many reasons. So we'll see what you know, see what everybody thinks uh, once we get a month or two into the release. Yeah, I mean, I'm on board with that. It's your best album. Uh, But before we talk about that album, I want to ask how you were doing after going through the Detached Retina and how Oz has been doing as well. Oz is doing great. Uh, I'm doing good. I mean, I I had my latest eye report, a doctor visit just a few days ago, and everything's looking good. Uh, So, I mean, we're we're in a good place right now where we've been touring. and, you know, we got this album, obviously, The Final Battle, and we're really excited about it. And we're, we're getting ready to celebrate 40 years as a band from our first wow. release. So it's, it's interesting. Will we celebrate 50? I don't know. Maybe. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if you remember, probably not, that I mentioned that my very first concert was back in 88. And it was uh, you guys in White Lion uh, down in Kentucky. And uh, ever since then, I've been sold on Striper. Well, good. Yeah, and White Lion's a great band, too. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorites from that, that genre, that time period. And uh, Vito, I always felt like Vito was one of the most underrated guitar players and still is. Uh, but yeah, what a killer band. And those were great times, man. Really special yeah. times. I, I just remember the floor shaking in the arena I was at. So that was pretty cool. Uh, you guys gave fans four songs before the album dropped uh, on October 21st, uh, starting with Rise to the Call. Uh, why was that the first single you released? Well, you know, personally speaking, I, I didn't want to release our best song, our best metal track. I felt like Rise to the Call was a really good track, but not our best. I felt Transgressor was better. Uh, the label agreed, and that was our, uh, our thinking behind that. You know, and part of the plan was to release a really strong song first and then save the best for last, uh, being Transgressor. And and then we've got songs that I think are even better than uh, Transgressor in those metal track songs like Same Old Story and Near, Heart and Soul. You know, some really powerful, straight ahead, mid-tempo, more melodic songs that I'm hoping the fans will embrace as well. Yeah, I mean, the first video was Same Old Story, and uh, so far, that's my favorite song. 
of the of the four that you guys have released. Uh, talk about that song and uh, the video. Why was that the chosen song for the first video? Well, you know the way we choose songs is it, it, it's almost like it's done on a uh, a vote uh, majority basis. You know, it, we go with what the band and the band camp is feeling and then what the label's feeling. And the majority, by a mile, felt that that was the best song. I don't know that Oz did. Um, and he never really, really commented on that in terms of being a video. But it, pretty much everyone else seemed to be pretty on board with that song being a video. Uh, and it, it was interesting to get the feedback and play it for people and have everyone say same old story same old story same old story and that goes for older folks like myself and younger folks like my my daughter and her friends they listened to the album and they all came back the same old story and you know they're they're in their 30s early 30s so i just felt like it was a no-brainer and so did the label
conversation, rock, and more. It's back to the arena, the interviews. Talking with Michael Sweet of Striper on Back to the Arena, the interviews. And I was hoping for one of those signature Striper ballads. When I saw the song Till Death Do Us Part, I thought, ah, there it is. But it wasn't. Uh, How come no ballads on the new album? Well, we do. You've got the song Near. You know, that's a, to me, that's a classic Striper ballad. It's more guitar oriented, but it's a a 100% ballad. uh, No question about it. Uh, Till Death Do Us Part is a pop metal song. You know, it's a little bit more, it reminds me, and I would put it in the same category, songs like Waiting for Love That's Real, you know, things like that. Songs like that. Uh, but I love that track too, man. I I really like it. There's something that's really cool about it. Uh, the It's got that groove like My Love I'll Always Show, the heavy version. Uh, and I love that groove. So, it's really cool, man. One of my favorites, probably. Yeah, for sure. It'll probably be the least favorite amongst the fans because it's it's it it seems like it'll be one that gets buried. But it's that's a great song, man. I love that track. Why would you say that it's gonna uh, be the least favorite? Why would you say that? It seems like these days fans like the faster and heavier stuff. Hmm. The majority, yeah, you know, if it's not heavy enough, oh man, you know, yeah, it didn't quite do it for me. Then you come out with transgressor. That's what I'm talking about, you know. <laughs> that seems to be the, the mentality with most fans. Why I don't know, because you know, pound for pound, song for song, uh, till death do us part and near are far better songs than transgressor or rise to the call. In terms of how they're written, the hooks, the melodies, the structure, catchiness. They're just catchier, hookier songs. Transgressors are straight up just balls to the walls, punch you in the face metal track, you know, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. That, that's one side. But there's another side as well. We grew up on Journey every bit as much as we grew up on Maiden. Yeah. Yeah, well, you kind of took away my my favorite song because I was going to ask you about Near. That was one of my favorite songs on the album. So hopefully uh, that makes a set list one way or the other. Man, I hope so, too. You know, um, it's interesting because a lot of these songs haven't made the set list like Till Death Do Us Part. That's style. I, I, I always refer to it as like pop metal. And as I said earlier, uh, Waiting for Love is Real. There's another track off the tell with the devil called Holding On. You know, it's that that pop metal. It's a metal, a, a aggressive guitar sound, but with a real melodic vocal, uh, major, happy vocal. And uh, that's what Until Death Do Us Part has. And, man, I hope it makes a set list because I love that song. I really do. That was I'm not just saying this. That's one of my favorites. It, I would pick Till Death Do Us Part, Near, uh, uh, The Way, The Truth, The Life, I love, The Groove Of. My favorites are always the ones that aren't, you know, uh, the most popular. I'm not sure why. You have so many albums. People can't expect you to play, you know, nothing but the old songs constantly over and over again. I mean, I get that that's what a lot of people are there for. But, you know, a lot of people like me want to hear the new stuff live, too. Man, I would love to go out and do a tour uh, that consists only and exclusively of new stuff. Yeah, like the last three and albums is, only. 
Yeah, imagine if we don't even play to hell with the devil. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be a shame, now, but <laughs> Well, it, it 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 might not be though. Yeah. It might be kind of cool like if we just came out and started with Yahweh and ended with God and in between we had transgressor and uh do unto others and sympathy and all these new songs, you know? Well, do a uh, do a show with an intermission. Do the first half all new stuff, and then do the second half. It'll be classic striper. There you go. Solve the problem right there. I would go out and perform for four hours if we could. <laughs> the problem is you know, my 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 brother. Uh, you know, he's in great shape and everything, especially for his age. But you know, it, it loses a little steam. And you know, when we're we're already doing twenty one songs, so if we add to that, he'd probably be the first to. Uh, you know, disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to ask you, uh, why does your brother play sideways? Is there a reason for that, that he plays, uh, you know, with the drum set facing the side of the stage? Yeah, he's dyslexic. <laughs> Is that the reason, I, really? <laughs> I didn't want to laugh because if he was, it would be kind of cruel, but. <laughs> he, he's not dyslexic. I think it, what it is with Rob is uh, And I say this with a smile and with all due respect, and I'm being serious. I'm not not stirring the pot. Sometimes I feel like Rob should have been the front man. Uh, You know, he's known as the the visual timekeeper. Rob was always more drawn to guitar players and singers than he was drummers. You know, uh, David Lee Roth and Edward Van Halen were two of his favorites, you know, and a singer and a guitar player. And, and I think Rob, uh, by turning sideways, he was able to show himself more and put on a show more. And again, I, I think Rob's a a, a front man in disguise, okay. you know, um, and I would gladly I joke to him all the time. And lately it's been serious. I say, man, why don't we give the fans what they want and put you down in front and I'll stand in back behind you and uh, let's do it. And Rob says, OK, you know, and. So maybe that day will come. Hmm. That'd be very interesting to see that. Uh, yeah. Before we talk about a, a tour for the final battle, I see a lot of dates on your sites, uh, which are mostly festivals and cruises. How does someone like me become an honorary member of Stripers? So I can go on that cruise with you. <laughs> oh, gosh, man. I don't know if just being an honorary member would, uh, you know, allow for going on cruises and things like that. That would be a whole different thing to have to take care of and, and uh, details to work out. Uh, but yeah, honorary member, I mean, we have a fan club at Patreon. I, I want to like shake all- a tambourine on the side or something. That's about all I can handle. Well, I mean, that, <laughs> that kind of stuff can happen if you somehow get in tight with the band. You know, if you're, if you're a friend of the band and you're coming out to shows and hanging out, we will gladly pull you out to play tambourine <laughs> and, and maybe album. Yeah, I don't think anybody wants to see me on stage. You never know, man. You might become an overnight success. It, it's happened many times before, and you might become a star of the band. That would be amazing. <laughs> so will there be a full tour for the final battle? Are you guys going to go out on like a big tour, or what's the, what's the plans for the new album? I sure hope tour? so. I mean, it, it always comes down to, uh, you know, finances. Uh, we can't afford to pay to play, you know, to go out and, tour for three months and come home in the red by you know a hundred thousand dollars you know we just can't we can't tour that way so um 
these days it's much tougher to tour. It costs a lot more money. Uh, venues for bands like us seem to want to pay less. Uh, tickets are higher, though. Uh, they want a piece of merchandise. They want a piece of uh, meet and greets. They want a piece of everything. Good old 360 deal. And we're old schoolers and old timers, and we're not going to give that up. We're going to say, no, not going to happen. And we'll go down and play it in the local gazebo, you know, on the on the beach before that happens. Uh, so with that being said, it, it costs a lot more to tour. And uh, it's a lot harder to make the money you need to make to continue touring. So I hope so. Long story short, I sure hope so. Yeah. I mean, I think I speak for Striper fans and they say they hope so too. And it's kind of a bummer that the venues are what's keeping you guys from playing at more places. Well, it's not that they're keeping us. There's a lot of great venues out there and honest buyers and uh, promoters, a ton of them. But there are some greedy ones that want, want a piece of everything, you know, as if they're not making enough at the bar, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and the funny thing is with Striper, I will give them that, that, you know, they, they don't sell as much Jack and Coke uh, as they do root beer and ginger ale at a Striper show. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that being said, it's when they start asking for things they should never have the right to ask for, that's when you have to uh, kind of say no and draw the line in the sand. And we have other things we can do. If we don't tour as much, we will be in the studio. Uh, we've got, we do live series in the studio. We've got a ton of merch. Uh, we've got all kinds of stuff up, stuff up our sleeve that we have planned to do. So we'll be just fine. We've been fine for 40 years. We'll be fine for the remainder of this band. And, you know, as long as we're around. And what, what is the status of the uh, documentary that we talked about on our last interview? Well, that's been a little slow. I'll be honest. We, we raised incredibly miraculously almost a quarter of a million dollars. Uh, which is just unheard of. And we've been trying to assemble the right team to get it done because we don't want to compromise the quality at all. We have been talking with people. We finally have the right people in mind and ready to go. And it's just a matter now of us hitting the ground running and getting out on the road next year and documenting it and interviewing people we want to interview and getting it all done and archived. And once we do, we'll have ourselves a documentary. So it's coming. It's in the works. It hasn't gotten shelved at all, and we're super excited about it because it's going to be probably the most powerful thing we've ever done. Yeah, I'm I'm dying to see it, so I'm, I'm that's why I wanted to ask about that. Uh, what have I missed, or what message do you want to get out there to fans or critics about the new album? Did we did we miss anything? Well, you know, I would just say my message would be to just give it a chance. You know, don't write us off or close us out because you see the word Christian or hear the term Christian. And I think a lot of people do. They may not be willing to admit that, but I think a lot of people do. They close the door on us because, oh, it's that Christian band. Oh, God, you know. You can't mix Christ or God with metal. It's just so ludicrous. But you can certainly mix Satan with metal. That's perfectly acceptable. Uh, over and over and over again. And so cliché. You know, that's fine. But, you know, heaven forbid you mix God with metal and then all of a sudden people are closing the door on you and, and saying, you know, we don't even want to hear the music. And it's really sad because if they listen to the music, they might actually like it. Uh, 
especially songs like Transgressor. If you're a metalhead, how can you not like Transgressor? You know, yeah. it's 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 a heavy tune. It, it kind of checks all the boxes, and uh, it, it's a it's a powerful song. Yeah, I, I think 30, 40 years of Striper being around has proven that you can mix, you know, the word Christian or God with heavy metal. I think it's I think it's it's it's, it's a fact. There's a lot of people out there, thank the Lord above, that have supported us and do support us. Uh, they, they, they help us break down those barriers. But sadly, so much of the metal community just won't give us the time of day. They just say, ah, they suck. Ah, they sing about God, they, they suck. And it's like, really? Okay. It, it's just an inc- living in 2022 when uh, anything goes and everything is accepted and you better be careful what you say. I find it astonishing that people can say things like that publicly flat out against who we are and what we stand for. You can't get away with that. Uh, you know, when you're talking about a, a Muslim church or you're talking, you know, y- you gotta be super careful, but when it comes yeah. to Christianity, it's open game, open season, pretty much. That's what I see. Yeah. Shouldn't be that way. Um, before I let you go, we didn't get a chance to play our, our rapid rocker response game with you last time. Cause you were kind of in a, in a crunch for time. So I have okay. some crazy off the wall questions. I'm going to ask you, I uh, just fire off the uh, first thing that comes to your head. Nice. All right. Uh, what's something you love to do with your friends that you would never do in front of your partner or spouse? Smoke cigars. Smoke cigars. Okay. Uh, strange question for a guy to ask another guy, but that's what came up. What do you wear to bed? Black Calvin Klein uh, uh, boxer. <laughs> All right. Good to know, I guess. I'm sure the ladies are, are thinking about that. Uh, have you ever faked being sick to get out of something? Oh, gosh. Good question. I think I might have. I think <laughs> I did a few times when I was back in school. Yeah. yeah I, was, I think I didn't want to go to school and I kind of faked being a little more sick. I, I might have been a little sick, but. I fake being much more sick, so my parents would let me stay home. Yeah, I <laughs> Yeah. Okay, Meatloaf says he'd do anything for love, but he won't do that. Uh, what is your that? Eat meatloaf. Eat meat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't, I'm not a big meatloaf fan either. Uh, do you believe in any superstitions? If so, which ones? Superstitions? Mm, no. Not really. No. I mean, oh, okay. all these superstitions about walking under ladders and silly things like that, you know? No. No, okay. Uh, what's one movie you're embarrassed to admit that you enjoy watching? Oh, gosh. There's so many. I, I'm a romantic guy. I love watching romantic movies. Uh, I don't know. One that I love and watch all the time is music and lyrics. Uh, okay. I, I'm I'm a big Breakfast Club guy. I can watch that a hundred times. Yeah, Breakfast Club and uh, Back to the Future; those are my jams. But I think everyone <laughs> everyone would admit to that too, you know. But it, yeah, movies that I might be embarrassed to admit that I watch. Oh, I don't know, man. Any romantic movie, I I love them all. Okay, okay. And finally, what? Uh, when's the last time you apologized, and what were you apologizing for? Oh gosh, uh, I'll be I'll be the first to admit I don't apologize a lot. I don't say I'm sorry enough, and and I should. That's not a good quality. But last time I apologized, I think it was to my wife uh, after she said you didn't apologize, and I said I'm sorry. <laughs> Better late than never. <laughs> 
All right. Well, thank you for taking time. Uh, the final battle is out, everybody. Uh, whether you're a Christian rock fan or just a rock fan, you need to go out and get this thing. Uh, they can get more information at striper.com. Follow you on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Striper and on YouTube at Striper Official. Uh, Michael Sweet of Striper, thanks for uh, talking again with us. And uh, I hope to uh, fit into your luggage to get on that tour, uh, that cruise with you. Yes, sir, man. God bless you. Thanks for supporting and always being there. And it's always great to talk to you, man. One more song from the latest Striper album, The Final Battle, and I will see you next time on another episode of Back to the Arena, the interviews on Electrocast. Your face has been printed in my mind, in my heart For the rest of my years We are somebody Someone can be The ground we walk on with strength That is anchored like a deep-rooted
conversation, rock and more. It's back to the arena. The interviews. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Cast.